Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm, your destination for all things nerdy. So before we begin, um, if you recall, we had a bit of a showdown last week. Um, you know, like a bit of a bit of a discussion uh, regarding a big decision that Dan had to make. Yeah, that's right. And I've decided I'm going to cremate my nan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> actually, it was the other discussion I meant. Um, for those who weren't oh, listening, right. yeah. No, no, no. That that is fair. We should probably should address that. But um, I actually was referring to the other kind of big. Um, you mean getting the iPhone? For those who didn't listen, maybe we should just play a clip of um, some highlights from the discussion, just to get people back into the, uh, so, so people know what I'm, know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. <laughs> oh no. So my question to you fellas: some of you have had and switched to, some of you have switched back, and I can't decide. So I want you to decide for me. Let me ask you one question, Dan. Do you like? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I use my <laughs> for, right? I use it for Twitter <laughs> and the IMDB app. That's what I use it for. Can I ask one question? Go. What's wrong with you? Uh, it's not shiny and new. <laughs> That's the same problem I've got with mine. Yeah. I just know you, and I know for a fact you're going to hate how and fucking weird it is. Sounds about right. Yes. Matt, Luke, is it is it and weird? It can be a bit. I can't, I like. Some of those things about it. It's like, as Luke said, what is wrong with my... Well, apart from the fact that it's actually a... With a... in it, and it's enormous. Nothing. Oh, oh my God. Your... is so big. I know. I'm just, I'm just sick of the smugness, quite frankly. How big is... Too big. They're so thin, Dan. They fit better in your... Than the existing... How could it fit better? It's wider and... Because they're so much smaller. They're tiny. No, me. it's... They're so thin you won't even know it's there. No, no, it's not the thin that I'm worried about. It can be as thick as it wants to be. But if it gets any wider, it's literally not going to fit in my... Mine fits, like, it's like almost falls out. It's just so... It's not that big, man. I don't even see one of the fish. I still want Well, I had a go the other day, and even I was like, oh, this is probably too big. Yeah, it looks pretty big. It's a two-hander. I'll play with yours for a bit. <coughs> well, I thought this was going to be more of a grudge match, but it sounds like uh, oh, man. this is a clear winner. So, uh, looks like I'll be getting my hands on one. Oh, God. So, yeah. Oh. Um, I guess the question everyone wants to know is, Dan, what did you decide? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, give me one sec. I need to wipe the tears from my <laughs> cheeks. Um, <laughs> so it was too big then. <laughs> um, look, it is big, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Put it that way. I'm going to get used to the size. All right, um, but I'm going to go with the smallest one available. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> oh, oh man. Oh, well, that worked me up. Good. Good. I'm glad. Oh, so where to from there? Oh, where can you go from there? Well, we could talk about some convention stuff. We've got a couple of convention things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You all went to EB Expo over the weekend, didn't you? I did. Uh, I only went yesterday. I didn't go for the, for all of the days. Yep. Uh, well, pretty much the same all the days, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. We didn't do any of the... There weren't... They have shows and things on. We didn't do any of that. We just checked out all the, you know, the... What do you call it, The booths and the um, the games on offer, I guess. Um, saw some presentations from the various... Vendors, um, a couple of games of interest to to our listeners. Um, one I think is probably of great interest 
um, is Alien Isolation. Mm. Um, however, uh, I was a bit pretty disappointed by the oh. presentation. Um, I didn't get to play it. Uh, basically, we lined up for a bit, and then they, they took us in, and a guy there said, all right, hello, yeah, um, we, um, we made Alien Isolation, so just take a seat, and uh, I'll press play on this video. And then he did, and we watched uh, a gentleman who was the lead creative director on the project um, narrate over some very, very slow footage from the game of, of the player hiding and uh, crawling and uh, avoiding being seen. And uh, it was all narrated. Uh, one of the key features of Alien Isolation is the ability to uh, hide. For example, here we see um, Amanda climbing inside of a locker and um, she's just going to wait there for five to ten minutes to make sure the alien's <laughs> not around. So, um, as you can see, you can peek and uh, make sure. Yeah, it was just a lot of that. And um, I'm sure it's very atmospheric, but it just looks very much like I'm going to enjoy it for about five minutes and then I'm going to get fucking bored. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's a movie tie-in. But it's it's like, you know those bits in games that you hate, the stealth bits? Like, <laughs> does anybody enjoy them? Like, do you guys enjoy those? You know the bits? To be honest? Yeah, I know the bit. I, I don't mind. I mean, it, like, that's why I play the Hitman games, because I mm. like kind of just creeping about, generally being a creepo. I like having the option. I'm a pick-up sniper we... rifle kind of guy. Mm. Right. Well, there's no... I mean, there are weapons in this. Uh, he but you can't out. use them on the alien. Well, apparently you can, but they're not very effective, and Who you're more you likely to... One? I mean, if you set the alien on fire, and then it runs and grabs you, then that's not very good for you. I mean, it, how closely to the movie does this go? I mean, is this as a shooter with only one enemy? No, no there are... there's humans yeah. and... Androids. Androids, I think. Yeah, so basically, the, apparently... I can't... They didn't say whether... See, they didn't provide a whole lot of actual information. It was, oh, why Like I said, it was pretty disappointing. Because the other thing is that the video ended, and then the guy went, all right, well, that's, uh, that's it, and it comes out next week, so the door's over there. And there wasn't a whole lot of, I don't know, information. Like, is, is it randomly generated, or is this all scripted? And mm. if I'm going to play this once and then be done with um, it? Oh, I can answer those questions for you. Please do. Because they couldn't, um, or they didn't It's bother. randomly <laughs> generated. The alien will be different every time... You play the game? Right, okay. And the alien actually unlocks perks as you play the game. But it gets better at things. Yes. See, that's inf- all that is interesting information they could have told mm. us. I, I don't know. They just really didn't sell it. I think, to be honest, the game, it looks beautiful. Like, it looks... Like, when it first... They said, okay, here we go into the game. And it came up, and I was like, oh my god, it looks like I'm in the movie. Like, mm. and then when she holds up the motion tracker... Oh, it's... um. Amanda Ripley, it's um, like Ripley's daughter, who's gone looking for her after the Nostromo disappears oh, and winds up at this... I think that's the stupidest part of this game. Yeah, I didn't they like that. don't so have much. to tie it into the movie. Yeah, it didn't have to be. But, I mean... It's they, called they did, but they didn't. and they do have to tie it in. Yeah, they did and they didn't. But, but I will say this. It's nice that it's not just Ripley or a clone of Ripley or... Yeah. Well, I suppose a child of Ripley is kind of just as bad, isn't it? <laughs> Well, at least she's an established character from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though she's, she's died. But then you think someone would have mentioned that in the movie. Oh, by the way, she went and looked for you, uh, actually. And um, that's how... 
Yeah, we learned even more about the alien because it destroyed everybody on that fucking science station. I mean, it looks beautiful. Like when she holds up the motion tracker. See, that's the other thing. I don't know whether he was controlling this or not, but you can kind of focus on the tracker screen and then it kind of blurs the, you know, the background, like everything beyond it. And then, or you can kind of focus into the distance and look where you're going and the motion tracker becomes a bit blurred and you can kind of just keep your eye on it or you can put it away. It looked beautiful. It looked just like the world from the first film. Mm. And in particular, there was this section where you had to start the um, evacuation procedure for the ship. Yep. And it basically looked like that last section of the movie. And, and I actually got a bit excited because I was like, oh, cool. Like, because, you know, like that sequence where Ripley's set the self-destruct and she has to get to the the, the shuttle. Well, easy way to do this is, because I will probably buy it. Yeah. yeah. So you can just have my copy. All right, then. Man, I'm so yeah. not excited about any new games. I am too excited about this last part of the year. There are too many games coming out. Yeah. Are they all for, like, Xbox One? No, um, they're all cross-platform. No. Well, actually, one, one that I'll talk about then that is cross-platform and I think suffers a bit for it is The Evil Within. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen that. I know nothing about this game. Um, it's the new game from Shinji Mikami, who uh, created the first four Resident Evil games. Ah. And uh, he is apparently unhappy with the way survival horror games have progressed. Good, because they stopped. Yeah, well, they're kind of... It's just all his... A bunch of ammo and guns and shoot zombies and shit. Mm. Um, so his goal with this was to take it back to kind of the more psychological, scary... Um, you don't have a whole lot of ammunition, so you need to be a bit clever about things, that kind of stuff. Um, so we played it for, I think, maybe 20 minutes, um, and it's really good. Mm. Um it feels like like one of those early kind of Resident Evil, Silent Hill games with better controls, though, because <laughs> mm-hmm. the controls in those were terrible. Better acting? Um, the acting, I didn't see a whole lot of it. It seemed fine. Um, it, I, I played it on the Xbox One, um, but it, it still looks like a 360 game. That's what I was going to say. I think um, they've clearly been developing it for a while, and so... Uh, and it got delayed a year. It was actually supposed to be out already. Uh, it was, I think, going to be a launch title for the Xbox One. Uh, and I think um, it kind of shows because it, it the graphics it just looks like a 360 game kind of thing. Mm. Like I was a bit I was a bit surprised when I started playing it. Like, oh, this doesn't fine by me. I've got yeah. a 360. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just it was just very like, oh, okay. Like that's probably going to disappoint some people. But um, but it looks yeah, it looks really scary and cool. Uh, and they had a maze set up uh, at the event at EB Expo, kind of by the Fright Nights people. You know, mm. I talked about how Jenna and I went to Fright Nights at um, Movie World. They had a very small um, version of one of those mazes where you go in and the people run at you and and stuff like that. And it was fucking awesome. How do you get a job being the dude who runs at people in a maze? Like, I mean, that's that's something I reckon I could do. We could probably find out actually, because one of the guys who who was in the in the costumes contacted us on contacted Jenna on Twitter. Yeah, it's a bit creepy. Go on, but uh, but we can probably ask him about it. Maybe interview him, get him on the show. Yeah, because I mean, if you've got to get paid for for something, you may as well get paid to just run at people in a maze. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just if in case he's listening, we're not paying you for anything. <laughs> That's true. I'm just yeah. We we can't afford anything. 
But yeah, Evil Within looks great. Um, and all the evils within. So it's actually quite an easy game. Uh, you yeah. just got to battle your inner demons, I assume. That's right. Yeah, it's kind of mostly just you uh, in a in a mental state. You go, oh, I just, oh, I just can't do. It. I don't want. I know. Yeah, I, I want to go outside. I want to find enlightenment. And then you got to take some drugs and then uh, try not to kill yourself. Yeah, you just got to accept. Basically, the game ends when you accept the fact that you can't change who you are. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, looks good. Uh, looks very gory and violent. And that's another one that scary. comes out this month, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's out uh, out this week. I think because I know Aliens tomorrow. Yeah, well, one game that's not out this week. It's out um, February. That I'm very very excited about is The Witcher Three. And we watched um, presentation by the guys from CD Projekt Red. Uh, they showed us uh, some of the game and talked a bit about you know like some of the changes in the new one. I don't know if you guys haven't played any of the others, have you? I own both of them, and I'm still yet to play them. I played uh, a little bit of Witcher 2. I found it fairly challenging, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it can be difficult. In that sense, you mean, or just... Yeah, yeah, I found it difficult. I mean, hell of fun and a great world, but just, yeah, it really... You couldn't just put it on and just go around killing people for a bit and then turn it off. You had to really want to be playing. Yeah, the whole idea is you're a monster hunter, and then when you get a job to hunt a monster... You've got to research the monster in the game and prepare. Yeah. For example, the quest they showed is the Griffin quest. Um, you can watch a bunch of that on, on YouTube. I'll link to that. You have in your inventory the current um, monster that you've been hired to, to hunt over on the side with some information about it to kind of assist with your preparations and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, you can make sure you do the right kind of potions beforehand and meditations and stuff like that. It's just really cool. The graphics looks fucking incredible. They were running it from what I from what I could see. They were running it actually on a Mac of some kind, ah. like a like a it looked like a Mac Mini and a and a MacBook were the only things visible. Maybe that's not what they were playing it on, but it looked like it. So um, I'm guessing that means it's going to look pretty gorgeous on you know any hardware. Uh, and then I settled over them afterwards, and I got a bit fanboy and couldn't think of anything to say. So, <laughs> of course, I just basically just said, "Oh, I just really love your games," and uh, shook their hands. So. Yeah, it's what I do every time. Yeah, I always say I'm I'm cool and I'm not not going to do that, but I do. No, I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to talk to them and getting free stuff out of them. Oh, I got a bunch of free stuff. Don't worry about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, we got we got a lot of free stuff. Um, we got a lot of stuff that we're going to give away as well at some point when nice. we uh, not uh, necessarily on here, but maybe we'll do some competitions on the Facebook and the Twitter. So make sure you follow us and, and like us on Facebook and Twitter because. We're going to be giving away from some stuff. People do like stuff. They do. Uh, I saw some Far Cry 4, which looks really, really, really pretty. It's basically Far Cry 3, but really, really pretty, from what I can tell. Uh, and that's probably probably good, because I liked 3. It was fun. So they'll probably sell a lot of copies of that. Um, there's a new Assassin's Creed that looks like the last Assassin's Creed, but again, a bit prettier. And the one before that. Where's yep. this one set? Uh, Outback Australia, in, colonial uh, days. No, it's set in France during the Revolution. Actually, there's two. I, sorry, I should say there's um, Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity. Unity is the new one, which will be on Xbox One and PS4 and everything as well. Uh, and that's set during the French Revolution. And then Rogue is, I think, sort of a sequel to Assassin's Creed Four, and that's only on 360 and PS3. I think. Yeah, mm. I think I've sort of given up on the story of Assassin's Creed, but I still like the game. 
I don't know what the story is, to be honest. Yeah, I'm a little confused these days. Yeah, I, uh, I like them. They're fun, but I, to be honest, always give up on them after a little bit, so I just haven't bothered. I haven't even played Black Flag. I've got it. I haven't played it. I've finished it twice. <laughs> and you don't know what the story is? Not really, but I finished it on the 360 and I finished it on the Xbox One. Okay. That was back when you had more time for games. <laughs> yeah. But I'm trying to play Forza Horizon 2 at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I like racing games. It's exactly the same as every other one. Did you get your chair fixed? No, I still need to get a new steering wheel. That sucks, man. I just can't justify $700 on a new steering wheel. No, not when the other one is perfectly good. They just don't want to support it. Yep. <laughs> need to release an update for it, and it'll be fine. Pretty yeah. sure an actual steering wheel for an actual car doesn't cost $700. <laughs> Probably not. It comes with pedals. Yeah, I reckon... <laughs> I would wager pedals thrown in would still probably set you back less than 700 bucks. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with it. Do I try and sell it? Your existing one? Yeah. How much did you pay? 700 bucks? I don't know. Well, you're not going to get that for it. No, I don't expect that, but I know I've got another steering wheel that's brand new that I've never touched that's sitting here, and do I just add this to the pile, or...? Maybe we can give it away. That could work. <laughs> you want my used stuff. Right, well, have a think about it. I don't want to commit you to that on the spot. Who would want to win that? The competition's got to be for something Luke would really want as well. Do you know mm. what I mean? Yeah, mm. agreed. It's not, we're not just going to give this away frivolously. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's like, something that Luke owns. Like we have in the past, where we're like, fuck it, we'll just give it to the first just, one who clicks on this. Yeah. Or we have an actual competition, and then Dave just gets tired of waiting and goes, whoever's the first <laughs> to respond on Facebook will just get it. Yeah. Well, in his defense, no one entered. That's true. We made it too. We we always set the bar too high. Yeah, made it too difficult. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's right. Not one single legitimate entry to my competition about designing a controller you, you can control with your dick. No, <laughs> no, no, no. So those patents still waiting. Going away. Still yeah. waiting. So yeah, and I saw saw some Nintendo stuff. Um, Captain Toad, which is a little puzzle game. It's a bit like Fez. They've kind of taken Fez and made it into a Nintendo game. A I did bit. like Fez. Fez was great fun. So it's a little bit like that. Actually, that's, it's not fair to say that they just stole it from Fez, but it is very Fez-like in the way you rotate to, um, to look where you're going and, um, and work your way around a kind of 3D cube level to collect uh, coins and diamonds. It's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's Fez. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it kind of is, um, but with, with Toad. Um, but it was, I had a go with that. It was fun. Um, there's a new Super Smash Brothers that I don't care about because I just don't get Super Smash Brothers at all. I don't. Well, that is something where you have to play with people. I just don't get it. It's just... I don't understand. You, you, you play as characters and you bash other characters. Yeah, it's just button mashing. Like, mm. I don't know. Does anyone actually know what they're doing when they play that game? Anybody? Like... No. I don't think okay. that's the point. The point is that you're drunk at Saturday night. <laughs> the party's kind of gone into a lull and somebody puts on Super Smash Brothers. All right. We need to play Mario Party, that's all I know. Well, see, I oh, love Mario God. Party for that as well, but everybody hates it. Well, not No, everybody. we don't hate it, Matt. We just hate playing it with you, all right? Make no <laughs> mistake. Matt, I'll play it with you. I'll only play it with you, Matt, if you're not Waluigi. Well, and if you can agree to that, it. I'll be happily play it with you, because I don't want to hear you get it. do your fucking Waluigi impression one more time. <laughs> what did I just say? What's your problem? Waluigi's great. I bought a Waluigi hat. It's in my cupboard. 
I bought it so the next time we played, I could wear it. And then now, nobody will play. Banned. Banned for life. God damn it. As long as I can be princess, I'll play. Dude, you can be princess. princess. Cool. You can be pretty, pretty princess, Luke. Pretty princess peach. You're always a princess to me, Luke. (laughs) Aww. Oh, we saw some cool indie games. Um, There's a great indie game coming out on Android and iOS called One More Line. Um, Is it about cocaine? (laughs) It's not. Sorry to disappoint, Dave. Cocaine simulator? Um, it's basically you're a little little uh, shape <laughs> that zooms up straight upwards in a maze, and um, you well, no, a straight line, and you get passed by other objects. And when you tap the screen, you kind of shoot out a grappling hook and spin around them, and you have basically have to keep going without crashing into things. And you know, what? I don't yeah, know. It's if like I'm being gonna... on cocaine. It's a cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be able to describe it now that no, I've you've described it fine, Matt. It's, All right, it's exactly good. right. Good. Well, it's very cool. Check out a video because, yeah, actually, I don't know how I'm going to describe it any better than that. It's called One More Line, and it's cool. Check that out. Um, and we saw a game, uh, a Metroside, um, which is kind of like Grand Theft Auto, uh, but set in a cyberpunk Blade Runner-style future where you take on missions to assassinate people. Oh. Did you say and it's you called Matricide? Metricide. Oh, okay. Because Matricide's kill- killing your own mother, right? <laughs> Metricide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You play Hamlet. Yeah. And... Um, it's like Grand Theft Auto, but you've only got to kill your mum. Yeah, basically, <laughs> over and over again. Yeah. So yeah, check that out. Uh, I don't think that's out yet, but it's going to be on Steam Early Access soon. So I'll link that in the show notes. Uh, that's an indie game by some Aussie guys. Um, looks really cool. Uh, and what else did I see in the indie area? Oh, there's a little game called um, Little Reaper, I think, where you play as the Grim Reaper's little helper. And you've let all the souls out. And you have to jump around and cl- collect them. It's like a platform game. Looks cool. That's adorable. It sounds like a fun day. EB Expo, thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm, I'm glad I only did one day. I'm like that with all expos now, man. I'm glad we only did one day at Comic-Con. I loved it, but I'm glad we only did that one day. Yeah, same. I think PAX is a little different generally because there are panels on every day that interest me. Mm. Um, EB, as far as I'm aware, didn't have that. They had one area where they had some presentations, but... Um, really, it's just a day for them to get pre-orders. Yeah, they've got. That is one thing that that not bugged me, but it was just a bit. It was a bit of a hard sell. Like More of a every trade show. every presentation ended, even the Witcher one, which I really enjoyed, <laughs> ended with them saying, "Oh, and um, if you pre-order it here at the show at the booth that's just outside, <laughs> then you'll get um, blah blah blah, you know, thrown in and all that kind of bit jazz." And I was like, mm, I suppose they're here to sell the games, so whatever. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, there's not a whole lot of that. At, Packs, but think. was it maybe a good warm up for packs at the end of end of this one? Well, it, d- it definitely got me excited for packs because I think packs is going to be better. Well, don't forget, EB is a shop. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. It's uh, it's it's just a different kind. They're of They're basically just put so. their shop in the exhibition center for a day. <laughs> yeah, true. Matt, can I ask you? Did they have a um a creepy cosplayer going around touching people and getting kicked out? Or was that just Comic Con? They may have. I didn't. I didn't see. There were Slendermen there. I'm sure of it. Mm. Uh, I'm, They're I'm always almost, I'm, I'm sure I saw at least one. Well, then you lose. <laughs> True. No, not the same kind of thing uh, as as I know. I know you're referring to. Well, we went to uh, Oz Comic Con last week. Well, wasn't last week, but for all you know, we talked about it last week on the podcast. So it was last week by your time. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
the next day uh, I was reading in the paper that uh, in the paper yeah I have a fucking newspaper and I was smoking <laughs> my pipe while I was reading it I was reading on the internet that um, a dude dressed as Slender Man who we all saw um, mm. eventually got uh, escorted out by five security guards for just generally being a creepo mm. and uh, yeah, five security guards yeah because apparently he was repeatedly told to stop being a creepo. And uh, his defense was just, no, 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 I'm just cosplaying as a really creepy dude, and this is the <laughs> stuff that he does. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, You've got to learn the hard way that there's a difference between dressing up and being a bit cool to uh, actually just going and harassing people physically and uh, emotionally. Yeah, as I understand it, the problem was he kept touching people. Yeah. Which is not okay. Yeah. Um, one of the contributors to um, the, some cosplay group um, said, your costume is great, but inviting other attendees' space consistently is bad form. People aren't always comfortable with being touched by people they don't know, and clearly there were more people that weren't okay than those that were because you know, they asked to have him removed. Yeah, that's right. Apparently there were numerous complaints. Yeah, because he kept wandering up behind people, putting his hand on their shoulders, rubbing people's hair, you know, to get their attention and generally be creepy. I mean, I assume it's the same guy. At one point, I was standing just doing something. I think I was, try- I think I was texting you actually, Dan, to try and work out where you were. Yeah. And um, and a slender man came over and just stood right up next to me and um, looked at my phone and I said, "Oh, hi." Yeah. Go away now, please. <laughs> well, uh, apparently, uh, although he was, you know, he was being kind of uh, creepy across the board. He was being especially creepy uh, to pretty girls. Of so, course he you was. You know, you can uh, you can argue that he was just in character. But when I was playing Slender Man, I don't seem to recall him only going after the hot chicks. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, yeah. Apparently, there was this whole big thing about the girls would uh, eventually have a like, oh, let's. Let's just try to not get seen by Slender Man, and right. not in a fun way. <laughs> right. You know I mean? It was a game. It was a. It was an actual. Yeah. It was. It was a game, but not a fun game. It was. Yeah. It was. Let's try not to get sexually harassed anymore. Yeah. That's just not on. No. And I mean, it's kind of. It's a shame because maybe he was being innocent about it. But Look, I'm sure he was. But at the end of the day, you've got to learn that if your idea of fun is a bit of casual sexual harassment, then that shit's not on. <laughs> yes, right. Yeah. We had to learn it, he has to learn it. <laughs> yeah. It's better that he learns it when his fucking face is covered. Better that he learns it by being kicked out of a convention than being dragged away screaming from a childcare centre. Exactly. All right, we're going to take a little break from our hilarious content to tell you where you can find us on the internet. Um, we're on Twitter at mnerdgasm, twitter.com slash mnerdgasm. Is Twitter on the internet? I've got the Twitter on my phone. What is the internet? I think Twitter's in the cloud. What's the cloud? Is the cloud above me right now? Actually, no, Twitter's the birds. So Twitter's like the current version of a carrier pigeon. Yeah, I think it's exactly like that, actually. Well, what is Facebook, then? Face it, it's a book. We have a Facebook. If you go to facebook.com slash multiple nerdgasm. No one goes to facebook.com. Just go to the top to the search of your Facebook that you're already in and just type in multiple nerdgasm. When it comes up, click like on it. You must click like because you like us. If you don't like us, why are you listening? We're on Google+. Plus. Luke, what are the Google Plus details? You're in charge of that. I think we are Google Plus forward slash multiple nerdgasm. It's plus.google.com forward slash multiple nerdgasm. That was close. Well, we're on YouTube as well. And go to iTunes and leave us a comment, because we love that. 
yeah, um, please head over to iTunes and leave us a positive review because that's a really good way to get us higher in the listings on iTunes and get some more listeners. Are we on Pornhub yet? We should be on Pornhub, actually. That's, I think that's an oversight as well. Yeah, but look, like the Facebook page, um, follow us on Twitter if Twitter's your thing, or Google Plus if you're on Google Plus for some reason. Because um, <laughs> we're going to have, have competitions. Um, we have links to, to things that will be of interest if you like the show. What if someone would like to call us? <laughs> if you want to <laughs> call us, just give Dave a ring on 04. If you guys aren't going to listen and rate us, then we're just going to phone it in. That's what I'm saying. Do you want to you want to move on to orgasm news, Matt? Yeah, why not? Um, in uh, in orgasm news this week, um, <laughs> we've got this is a this is a great article. Just simply for the um, I don't know if you've filled up the article yet. Oh, I I read the article. As in as in I watched the video. Okay. Well, this man. Um, this man has a medical condition he, resulting from an accident where he, um, he slipped a disc in his back um, and inexplicably on his way to the hospital afterwards ejaculated five times <laughs> and says um, basically he's just been coming ever since. He just loves men in uniform. Yeah, so uh, uh, up to a hundred times a day. But I love it, a hundred unwanted orgasms a day. Yeah. Like that that's doesn't include the wanted ones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, because apparently he, he it's affecting his ability to have those. Sure. Well, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> well, just time them right. <laughs> my favorite thing about the article is if you scroll down, there's a photo of him. There's a photo of him from the in the YouTube preview where he's just sat on a bench holding his head like, oh god. And then if you scroll down a bit, there's one of him sitting on the bench with his head in his hands, going, yeah. oh, it's terrible. And then the last photo at the bottom is him on his knees. <laughs> on his hands and knees. Praying in the middle of the park. Just make it stop. It's so funny because if you watch this interview, they're walking along and he's chatting about it. And then suddenly he'll just ejaculate. <laughs> he'll double over as if in pain. But it's more in just discomfort and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just watching the video. Um, should he be driving a car? Well, <laughs> probably not. He does say he stays inside most of the time and doesn't go outside because of the kind of embarrassment of it. Mm. Um, but what was really kind of heartbreaking yet hilarious was this quote. Um, Imagine being on your knees at your father's funeral beside his <laughs> casket, saying goodbye to him, and then have nine orgasms right there while your whole family is standing behind you. <laughs> I don't want to have another orgasm as long as I live. It's oh, full on. Man. It's full on. It is full on. I mean, it's it is funny, but it's not funny. Like, oh, it's funny it, to us, but I'm sure yeah. it's not funny to him. Mm. And this is uh, one I'll admit, Matt. I had to double check your sources on this one because I was like, has Matt put in some phony <laughs> gag article in here from the Onion? And no, 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 no it's, this checks out. It's the New York Post. It's. Uh, I mean, I don't know how reputable this online news center is, but... Uh... Uh, I found a lot of other places that linked from it. Now, there's a photo of his wife on here, and mm. uh, I'll say she looks like one of the most unsatisfied women I've ever seen. <laughs> well, yeah, he's... Well, I don't, I don't know why, because it says, you know, his, the condition has left him unable to finish. Yeah, I don't understand so, that. No, it's because he's well, always that, finishing, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, just wait and, inside until it happens. And that's not her problem. Yeah. Like, what does she care? Yeah. Just 
keep going until she's finished, and then don't worry about it because later on, yeah, you'll just you're finish. Fine. You'll be taken care of. Yeah, you'll finish up on your own later anyway. <laughs> Whatever. Matt, can you do something for me when you oh. are putting together? Oh. Well, when you're putting together the show notes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of instead of linking to this <laughs> clip, can you link to one of the sketches from the Fast Show? <laughs> I've just come with a man who uh, who excuses himself for coming. Yeah. You guys want to talk about a woman with three tits? Uh, always. So allegedly, I read this article the other day about a woman who had cosmetic surgery to have a third breast installed. Installed. Mm. Added. Yeah. Install works. Um, a la the three-breasted woman from Total Recall. Mm-hmm. And of course, immediately there were all kinds of articles. This is a hoax. This is fake. It's prosthetic. And then there was a whole bunch of articles in response to them going, actually, no, you'd think that, but um, there's various proofs that this is, in fact, real. So I don't know where I stand on this, but I'm looking at a picture of a girl with three tits right now. Mm. You know? I'm one and a half times as happy as I was before I was looking at it. 20 grand, apparently, it cost her for an extra tit. So, ladies... See, I saw an article that somebody... um found or some some airport worker uh there was like a she had to check in yeah her customs report customs report yeah sorry and one of the things that she had to declare was a prosthetic breast yeah yeah i've seen that too uh so i don't know what's thing because i've i've heard that the third breast is fake i've heard that that report is fake and yeah. quite honestly it'd be just as easy to fake either of those so yeah that's true um, scrolling through pictures right now. She's always got a third breast. But realistically, that's pretty retarded. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't know why she did it. She, it says um, to be less attractive, wasn't it? Yeah. Let me let me tell you, these are not the pictures. These are not the selfies of a girl who's trying to be less attractive. Exactly. No. Put it that way. This is the selfies of someone who wants more attention. Yeah. Agreed. But how does she buy bras now? Well, I assume she has to have them custom made. That's a good question. She must <laughs> have to have them custom-made. Yeah, well, she's wearing a, a custom top in this one. So imagine a swimsuit. Now imagine half of it again, and you've got a pretty good indication of what I'm looking at. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go it's fake. Yeah, it, it is fake, but it, I'm sure. But it's, it's just weird. It's like she's really sticking to this story, too. Well, no, she's probably loving it. If you click on the link to the video, she has 5 million views. Right. Well, unfortunately, I've made it five million and one. Yeah, I'm dirty now. It's clearly a cry for attention, and it worked. So. Yeah, sure did. So uh, Jasmine tried Tridival. Jasmine, tri- you're our geek of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I think in our next video, one of us should have three breasts. <laughs> All right, so there's a uh, university course in Marvel movies. Yeah. What are you learning from it? Is it how to tie them all together and and successfully without it? You know, like they've done a pretty good job of it. I assume it's to study how they how they've managed to handle all that shit. Well, here's Whereas- a statement here by what I assume is the the convener of the course. 
This series, which I assume they mean the Marvel movie series, not only provides action-packed entertainment, but also profound statements about the nature of heroism, the great responsibilities that come with wielding great power, our willingness to trade freedom for security, and much more. Every generation has a modern media mythology that serves as a framework for entertaining as well as educating about ethics, morality, issues of race, gender, class, and so on. Hmm. To surmise, it's the University of Baltimore. They've now got a course called Media Genres, Media Marvels, which will scrutinise the intricately plotted world of the Marvel films, from hmm. Iron Man to Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, pretty interesting. Yeah. I didn't study this when I was at uni. I mean, you just take that as, a, as an elective. Yeah, I'm pretty you? sure you can't major in it. <laughs> but, um, oh, I mean, forget if, it then if you, if you could I mean I don't know what good it would do but it'd be you. a pretty easy A wouldn't it well, I'd hope so you think Emma Stone would be there <laughs> if she was I'd probably go <laughs> Ugh. not what? interested yeah you'd go there I would nah really yeah this is not really my type either seen too much of her in Spider-Man don't like it well you won't see her in the next one too much of her yeah sorry I've just got to go to Google for a sec Ah, oh, no, 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 not, not like that. Oh. She's not my type. Yeah, well, that's fine. I was talking to her earlier, and she's <laughs> you're not her type either. Yeah. She said, no offense, but you just, you know, yep. she's not her type. That's fine. Her and Kristen Stewart can go hang out in the, uh, in the Not Allowed on Multiple Nerdgasm Club. Look, yeah, I mean, look, I'll say Emma Stone's not my type either, but I don't put her in the Kristen Stewart camp. I mean, no, 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 she's I don't nobody's know. type, surely. I don't, think she, I don't think she's a horrible person. <laughs> yeah I mean maybe that yeah. can be our new competition that's how you win Luke's stuff you ring him and you admit to him in the face that you think Kristen Stewart is attractive yeah and if he believes you you get his steering wheel what's she done lately Luke you got an update on that I don't know what she's doing anymore she's sleeping mm. with directors or something oh that was a while ago still yeah well yeah probably it's a thing she does uh, mm. I don't know they're filming sequel to that aren't they <laughs> look when you google Kristen Stewart in the news section, the first news article that come up, Kristen Stewart jets to New York and keeps a low profile. That's hardly <laughs> fucking news. Second down, Kristen Stewart struggles in skinny jeans after dropping keys. I'm not joking. <laughs> These are headlines. Well, there may not be Kristen Stewart news, but I do know that there's Shia LaBeouf news. Go on. Oh, what's he doing? Well, uh, repeatedly slashing his own face with a knife. What? Well, that's something I can get behind. During the shooting for his... New film, Fury, mm-hmm. um, where he, I think he plays a, a, a tank gunner in, in the war. His co-star, Logan Lerman, says, we were in makeup and they were putting cuts on Shia. And I said, yeah, yeah, it looks good. And Shia was like, no, it doesn't look real. And so he walks out of the hallway and says, hey, man, want to see something fun? Check this out. He takes out a knife and cuts his face. And for the whole movie, he kept opening up the cuts on his face. That is all real. Um, he needs help. Probably. So weird. And the, um, the sentence following says, and the nymphomaniac actor also insisted on having a dentist remove one of his teeth. What? This guy's a lunatic. Yeah. What happened to him not wanting to be famous anymore? Oh, well, he, here's something. If you don't want to be famous, don't be in movies. Yeah, he wants to be about as not famous as the woman with three breasts. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he needs the money, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But to be honest, uh, actually, and if you actually if you scroll down, you can see a photo of where he's had his tooth removed as well. Oh, he has two. What an absolute freak! Uh, I think he's probably suffering from another case of the Michael Jacksons, where he's been famous 
for too long and he doesn't understand what the real world is like anymore. He was famous. He was a child actor, correct? Correct. Correct. He was on Even Stevens. I mean, he still is. He's still a child actor. Yeah. He, well, he's 28, isn't he? He's a child to us because we're old now. They've done a bit of a follow-up on this, actually, and it says down the bottom, on Friday, a fully bearded shy was walking around Los Angeles without a scratch on his face. So, possibly uh, his co-star's taking the piss. Or maybe, possibly, his face is healed. Um, hold on. If, if I'm looking at the photo, I could see the scratches on his face. In the, um, the one of him walking around in a white t-shirt with the combat boots on? Yeah. Let me have a look at that again. I can see him. Are you imagining them because you want to see them? No, I'm pretty sure I can see them on his right cheek. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I can see it. Yeah. Good point. It looks a little hardcore in this. Well, <laughs> Daily Mail. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, Matt, you're calling the Daily Mail out on misreporting the news. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've dropped the ball. Yeah, it's not a scratch. It's just they're tiny cuts. Yeah, that is. Uh, that does appear to be two cu- tiny cuts on his face. Yep. So, there you go. Confirmed. The man's a psychopath. Right, so I believe you actually went out and saw Batman and Batman Returns. I did. It's the 25th anniversary of, of Batman, Tim Burton's Batman. Really? It's been 25 years? Sounds about right. Yeah, I said that we went to um, the Orpheum to see the two films, back to back. And then just as the first one was starting, I said to Jenna, 25 years ago, I was sat in a theatre, a Hayden theatre, mm-hmm. again, because it's the Hayden Orpheum, but it was the Hayden in Penrith, mm-hmm. uh, sat in a the theatre with my dad, and then this movie was starting. And then I realised that that was 25 years ago, and uh, that made me sad. <laughs> well, we were tiny children back then, so it's all right that that was in the distant past. Yeah, I was nine years old. I'm not terribly sad that I'm not a little boy anymore. No, no, it's just it's been a long time, and now we're old. But, um, I mean, I, I think they both still hold up. Um, the first one in particular, I don't think anyone could argue that it doesn't. I watched it during the week. And it's mm. still a fantastic film, and it's still one of my favourite comic book adaptations, or comic yeah, book it's character great. adaptations, I should say. It's it's funny. It's it's scary. It's you know exciting. It's it yeah, it's really it good. Wasn't stupid. Well, there is some stuff in it that is silly, but it's kind of like he did a really good job of of masking it a bit. Mm. Like for example, he's got this bat wing at the end, which has a little clip at the front for grabbing balloons. <laughs> like, why has it got that on yeah. there? Um, but, I mean, I only noticed it because I was, you know, like, I'm um, kind of a bit cynical about things these days. Um, but, I mean, I certainly don't remember that being as... Like, I never questioned no. that, watching it in the past. And, in fact, there were a lot of details that I didn't pick up when I used to watch it as a kid. Like the fact that... Mm everyone in Gotham is scared of using beauty products because the Joker's got this whole thing out against beauty and he's tainted yes. beauty products. So even the people on the news start having their acne showing and their hair isn't done. Yeah, yeah, they all look awful. And they're just really nice touches that I never noticed growing up. The one thing I get is their hair wasn't done. Well, you can do your hair without beauty products. <laughs> it's true. Just cut a brush. It's, it's over the top. It's all over the top. No, well, it's, it's just for effect. But the th- yeah, that's that's the thing though. It's it it walks the line, mm. I think, very well between comic book goofy and serious. Yeah. I think um, Christopher Nolan's films are, like way on the serious side, and I think Schumacher went way too far on the goofy mm. side. Or I think Tim like Burton's kind of walked the line pretty well. I think mm. Batman Returns falls a bit f- 
further onto the goofy side, but I mean, we could talk about that in a second. Yeah, look, before we go onto it, because from memory, Batman Returns is in my head as being pretty goofy, and I almost don't mm-hmm. want to return it because I, you know, I've kind of got an okay memory of it that I don't want to taint okay. as an adult viewing. But Batman the movie has mm. just the right amount of silliness that when it happens, you deal with it. And then when it goes serious, that's okay too. And I think that's the downfall of Nolan's Batmans, is that because they're so serious, when they go a little bit silly, it almost lets you down. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you have you know people like Dave's always going on and on about the, um, the gadgetry is just too over the top. And it's not that it's over the top per se. I mean, it's a comic book movie about Batman, but it's, it's yeah. over the top for the world that they're kind of creating there, which is quite plausible. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Whereas this one, like, the only thing I could fault about it, really the only thing I could really fault, is the soundtrack. That Prince songs, they've got to fucking go. <laughs> yeah, well, he didn't want them no, anyway. apparently he begged was, for them not to be in there. Yeah, the studio said no. Yeah, they're, they're going <laughs> For in. some reason. Yeah. yeah, like Prince was so big that Batman needed him to sell his movie. Mm. But, and Jack Nicholson is so yeah, good. Great. Like, everything about it is just, it's just great. Like, mm. It's a great film. And I love the second one. Like, I, I love it. Um, I know there is... I mean, there's a... It is a bit goofier, I suppose. There's a section of it in particular, and I'll, I'll, I have a theory about this that I'll talk about in a bit. But I think most of the film um, is very similar to the first one. In fact, I think it's maybe even a bit darker. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's very dark. Like, Selena Kyle's story and um, and the Penguin. Like, it's just... You know, like, his parents throw him in the fucking river and then he comes back to with a plot to kidnap all the firstborn children and drown them. Like, it's <laughs> it's very dark. Biblical. But then... Yeah. And, and it's got some funny bits, but I think it's mostly similar in tone, I think, to the first one. And Except... At one at a certain point, it all changes. So, like, I, I know it has, it's been a while since you watched it, so... Um, penguins. The Penguins is what I'm talking yep. about, yeah. But... The film, right, most, for, for, for 90% of the film, is about the penguin, and the, the penguin, his parents threw him in the river, he floated along, he was raised by penguins in the zoo, and then he, he came up to the surface because he wanted to, under the guise of wanting to, to return to the human world, but what he actually does is takes down the names of all the firstborn children while he's pretending to find his parents, so that he can then collect all the children and drown them, hmm. like the way that his parents tried to drown him, because yeah. he's a psychopath. Yeah. So that's what wow. the film is about. Until all of a sudden, at one point, the penguin he tries Shrek convinces him to run for, to, for mayor, and that doesn't. You know, they discover that he was playing him the whole time, and then he goes back down. And he's like, right, we're proceeding with the plan. We're going to kill all the fucking kids, and he kidnaps Shrek. He, at first, he's going to kidnap his son, and then Shrek says, no, 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 take me. It's me you want to drown. I ruined everything, and he says, all right, fine. So he gets Christopher Walken in a cage, right, and they're going to get all the kids and drown them. And then they have a train that they're going to put all the kids in. And then all of a sudden, you see Batman's shadow and some hands grab the train driver. And then the, the circus monkey delivers a note to the penguin that says, sorry, the kids aren't coming. And then there's penguins with missiles. <laughs> there's always a plan B. There's always got to be a plan B, Matt. I think what happened was, and obviously I, I've no confirmation of this, but it just, I mean, it seems pretty obvious... That, I mean, that's a pretty weird cut, as you know, in, in my mind mm. now. 
Like that seems yeah. like I think maybe there was supposed to be more to it. That he was going to kidnap the kids. It was going to be a different. That was going to be the ending. But then somebody said, "Yeah, you can't do that." Fuck no, you don't. Warner Brothers is not releasing a movie where the ending is a bunch of kids get killed. Yep. And in fact, there is a scene earlier in the film where the fat clown in the in the circus says, "Oh, kidnapping kids—that's a bit off, isn't it?" <laughs> and is it um, in the slightly and different footage, him. like they've put it in later. <laughs> no, no, no. But Penguin shoots him, and then that ties into the ending that's there now, uh. where Shrek gets the gun and and fights. So I I don't know. I'm I reckon. There was probably another ending. Yeah, it's a good theory, Matt. It's a good theory. Two things in follow-up. Number one, um, Walken's character is called Max Shrek, right? Yes. If I'm correct, Max Shrek is the name of the actor that played Nosferatu in the old silent Dracula movie. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. Um, And number two, I think, and I'm not challenging you on this because I believe you when you said Mm. that you enjoyed it and it's a good movie, but I think you had Mm. a little bit more nostalgia for this movie going in as well because I remember when I saw because I was a massive fan of Batman the movie and a fan of Batman mm. in general and when I saw Batman Returns I loved bits of it and bits of it just really rubbed me the wrong way like the fact mm. that he tears off the mask at the end I was like right. what the fuck are you doing like that just didn't sit well with me for what I knew about Batman you know sure and the the goofiness of it and the I don't know, the disgustingness of the penguin. He is he is Always very disgusting. Just didn't sit well when they let the Joker, you hate him, but you love him. Yeah. But the penguin you just hate him. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. I, I don't know. I to be honest, it was less goofy than I kind of remembered it mm. being when I the other night. Like I was like, Oh yeah, this is the goofy one that only I like and then I watched <laughs> it. I'm like, you know what? It's not I don't think it's that goofy. Watch it again. Like there's some silly stuff where you know, like they they install the remote control stuff into the Batmobile so they can take control of the Batmobile, and then and that's a bit goofy. But there's goofy stuff like that in the first yeah. one. Like, you know, Joker does silly shit. Like, you know, he sends the little colorful mask for her to breathe in the in the gallery before he does the paintings, and he's got. Uh, I suppose it's not all. It's not as goofy as that, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to give it a try because I, I I don't think I've seen Batman Returns since I saw it at the movies. I've never yeah. seen it again since, so I think I might have a look and see what I think. All right, Michelle Pfeiffer is fucking excellent in it, by the yeah, way. By excellent, do you mean hot? Yes, and but also mm. excellent. Like she's great as Catwoman, and Walken is awesome as well because he's just Christopher Walken. Yeah. I probably didn't know Christopher Walken before this movie too. I think that was probably my first introduction to Walken because they give him all these like ridiculous long dialogues. Yeah, right. And he just, like, he just fucking chews him up. Like, he's got, um, my favourite quote is... Power surplus, Bruce. Shame on you. No such thing. One can never have too much power. If my life has a meaning, that's the meaning. <laughs> like, that's all great. of his dialogue is like that. Oh, man. I, if, I, if I was writing a film and I knew Christopher Walken was going to be in it, I would change all the dialogue. To be like really difficult to say, or just improv, so that he was like stumbling around these sentences. He's excellent. Speaking of old movies, uh, are you guys aware? Uh, now that they're making Star Wars Episode Seven, mm. and I'm allowed to talk about this because Dave isn't on the podcast tonight. <laughs> yeah, 
that Mark Hamill is now the same age as Alec Guinness was when they shot A New Hope. Are you serious? Really? Absolutely. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. Isn't Harrison Ford older? Uh, yeah, well, I guess he is. Shit. Now, I'll send you this link and you can put it in the show notes, but I've got a clip yeah. here of Mark Hamill from, it looks like the early 80s, so it's probably around the time they were shooting Return of the Jedi, with him saying that George asked him back then if in the 2010s he would consider coming yeah. back and doing episode 7, where he, Luke, would be the aging Jedi who then had to pass down the sword to the younger generation. And right. Mark, Hamill's, Mark Hamill's comment is, eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he did. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. That's really well, interesting, though. Yeah. Because Alec Guinness looks old in those movies to me. Yeah, that's right. But, I mean, have a look at some pictures here and... Um, Mark Hamill's looking old too. Well, I know Let's that. Find out, Mark Hamill. How <laughs> old's Mark Hamill? Mark Hamill sixty-three. That's you know, it's decent. Yeah, I keep forgetting. Like, yeah, they came out nineteen seventy-seven. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And Alec Guinness, he died when he was eighty-six. How old was he in 1970? Oh, let's let's work it out. I'm gonna to have to do some basic maths here. It's not my strong point. <laughs> okay, so he was born in 1914. So how much does that make him in? Uh, yeah, mid 60s, right? Huh. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's interesting. I watched a movie with Alec Guinness in it this week. I uh, I went back and watched the old uh, Lawrence of Arabia. And when I oh, say yeah. I watched it this week, I mean, literally, it took me a whole week to watch it in, like, half-hour, 45-minute <laughs> installments, because it's a long movie. But what's great yeah. about it is it's a whole lot of British thespians playing yeah. Arabs in what's essentially blackface. <laughs> so yeah. you get to see Alec Guinness with dark brown bronzer and black eyeliner and a, and a black <laughs> beard and a robe awesome. playing an Arabic prince. Thumbs up. <laughs> is he convincing? <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a good. It's very British, mm. and it's it's very kind of old Hollywood style yeah, right. film, sweeping landscapes, and it's three and a half hours long. Shit, that's good. I liked it. Lawrence of Arabia, thumbs up. <laughs> very current. I don't have a very good name for this segment. Hasn't stopped you before. Well, what is it? What What is about to happen? Well, I'm hoping you guys can help me come up with one. I couldn't think of anything clever. So, <laughs> basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of a film, and then I want you to come up with what you think the name of the porn parody will be. <laughs> uh, Great. And then I'll tell, you, I'll tell you if you're correct. Okay, fantastic. So, um, for example, um, this is one that we've probably all familiar with. Uh, if I was to say the film Edward Scissorhands, what do you think the porn parody would be called? That would be Edward Penis Hands. That's right. Mm. Now, I'm hoping that you won't know all of them 
and that we can kind of riff on it a bit. Oh, I don't know, Matt. I've, I've seen a lot of porn. <laughs> or it could be a bit awkward if we do know all of them. Yeah, that's I know. right. So this is probably going to go... Uh, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Alderson, I know you're a listener, so um, you might want to tune out now. <laughs> well, this was another one that I was going to um, use as an example because I think maybe you know it. Um, the film is Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and... Saving Ryan's parts. Saving Ryan's privates. It's um, <laughs> close. It's actually Shaving Ryan's privates. Oh, right, of course. So, um... All right, so you, I, I guess you, you get the idea. Yeah. All right, yep. so um, the next one I'll go with is... Um, How much porn did you have to watch to research all, all of this? Well, I, don't, I, just, I just need to know what the names are, Luke. I don't have to watch it. I, don't, I have to make sure. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Righto. Righto, Matt. I have to make sure it's a convincing parody. <laughs> anyone get their breasts removed, Matt? <laughs> I think a few of them got their breasts increased. Yeah. Uh, chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Ooh, I'm going to go ahead and say Pretty Shitty Gang Bang. Luke? Shitty Shitty Gang Bang. You're very, very close. It's actually titty, titty, bang, bang. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> so, um, very close, very close. That one yep. was a little obvious. Um, good. That's you know, good. that book was written by um, Ian Fleming, author of James Bond. Was it? Chitty, chitty, bang, bang, not titty, titty, gang, bang. <laughs> to be clear. All right. Um, the Terminator. <laughs> the Sperminator. <laughs> no. Dan? That's not it? No, it's not the Sperminator. Oh. Um, well, then they've missed the point of no. the parody as far as I'm concerned. No, no, no. It's pretty good still. Still pretty good. Um, does she get eaten by rats and it's called the vermin ate her? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we could probably pitch that. <laughs> yeah, it's, cro- it's crossed with... Um, George Orwell's 1984. <laughs> oh well, no the um the parody is um the penetrator. Oh. Uh yep. So Terminator is so much better. Luke yeah. Peyton pending. <laughs> yep. Uh, I like this one. Young Frankenstein. Oh, please tell me it's just hung Frankenstein. Close. <laughs> Very close. That. That's what I was going to go with. It's actually Hung Wankenstein. Oh. <laughs> so very close. Uh, what have we got? Got. They're going for the double pun mm. when it's almost unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, I could go a couple of ways here. Could just be Jurassic Fuck. It's not that obvious. Well, it is obvious, but it's not that obvious. <laughs> Jurassic Pork. Yeah, you got it. Oh, there you go. Oh. Or, the, I thought, or something about Jurassic Park, and it's <laughs> Jewish-only cast. <laughs> Has anyone ever seen a Jewish-only porno? Um, no. Luke? Strangely enough, I, no. I don't know. Oh, speaking of, um, Schindler's List? Oh. Schindler's, Schindler's Fist. Fist? <laughs> it is Schindler's Fist. Oh, God. <laughs> Look, I mean, you know, look, I, you know, we make jokes about everything here, and you know, nothing sacred. But honestly, if you get a call from your agent, hi, yeah, just got a new film for you, yeah, yeah, it's an adult film, no problem, no problem, I've done a ton of them, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's a parody of uh, Schindler's List, 
uh, and it's called Schindler's Fist, and it's just about a Nazi that just fists the Jews. Yeah. Um, yeah. I might pass on that, actually. That could damage my career, (laughs) potentially. Jesus. We'll do a couple more. Yep. Um, (laughs) Angels and Demons. Well, actually, we'll... No, no, no. Yeah, Angels and Demons. You know the one I mean, the Da Vinci Code Dan Brown. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Luke, any ideas? No. No? Angels and Demons. (laughs) Um, semen. Um... Yes. <laughs> angels and semen? It's actually called The Da Vinci Load 2, Angels and Semen. Oh, God. <laughs> Which I think uh, is... Kind of catchy. Yeah, it's excellent. The Da Vinci Load. Yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump? Forrest Hump? Forrest Hump? <laughs> no. Uh, Foreskin Gump. <laughs> right. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial? Oh, God. Something about an extra testicle, I'm assuming. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, yeah. It's actually called E.T. Triple X, the extra testicular. Uh, that's that's odd. <laughs> they, could, uh, they could have called it E.T. He. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, oh, what do we do? What do we, oh, we'll do one more. We'll do one more. I don't want to waste them all. Although I'm sure there's a, yep. there's a wealth of them. But um, this one just made me laugh a lot. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. So you could do a drug movie called Harry Pothead and the Sorcerer's Stoned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't know about a porno. Um, Something about sauce. Or forcing her. <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. Just Harry going. Potter forcing his bone. That's my guess. <laughs> forcing his bone. Luke. I think you might be on something there with bone. That would have been clever. <laughs> oh, it's not? No. They've gone for the, the less clever option, but it's quite a bit funnier, I think. Go for it. Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling that right now. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh... Yeah. It's a gay pornographic film. Oh, well, you could Googling have told me that, that before now. I started to Google it. Oh, don't worry about it, it's fine. Oh, and it's in 3D. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. Who's watching their porn in 3D? Can I just... Well, it may be gays. <laughs> Go on. Maybe it's important. No, I just want to read you the, um, the c- cast and credits list of Hori Potter and the Sorcerer's Balls. <laughs> Please do. All right, so um, we've got Luke Markham as Hori Potter, mm-hmm. right? Matthew Rush as Voldemort Cock. <laughs> yes, <laughs> excellent. Cameron Adams as Hermione Grain Him. <laughs> Fuck off. Eddie Diaz as Ron Weasley. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Mimi Imfirst as Fag Hagrid. Fag Hagrid. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a quality. Uh... Quality film. Sounds it. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.